The DeFalco Files is an entertainment-based program. Some memories of certain events might be fuzzy. All opinions are that of the host. Content might not be appropriate for children and some adults. Listener discretion is advised. And remember, the truth is here. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents The DeFalco Files with FSW owner Joe DeFalco and your host, Matt Michaels. Hey everybody, Matt Michaels here. The DeFalco Files with the owner and creator of FSW, the Future Stars of Wrestling here in Las Vegas, Mr. Joe DeFalco. Yo, you're coming off a high octane. Uh, how's uh, everything... Uh, feeling after this weekend's show. You know, it's on to the next one, you know. Now we got our big Halloween show coming up in another, you know, 10 days that we're preparing for. You know, we're hoping we set the tone a little bit on high octane to maybe set up a couple things for uh, the luck of the we had a couple of announcements of uh, actually two in-ring announcements of who was entering the the Rumble match. So uh, I think we're billing it as the Roulette Rumble with uh, 30 participants. And, and combining the roulette combination with the luck of the draw, who will uh, be positioned where. But, uh, you know, our upcoming guest uh, announced that he wanted to start at number one and he wanted to literally beat 30 people. Yeah. Which is very interesting to, uh, to think that, well, if, there, if there's one person, it's Danny Limelight who has the, uh, the balls to just go out there and say, Hey, I can do this. Well, yeah, he kind of ruined uh, our feast or famine match. Cause we usually like to have one before where the winner draws number 30 and the loser draws number one, right. but technically one and two are the same thing. Right. You could still do the feast or famine. You kind of like to maybe hold number 30 off to be a surprise. So maybe we'll do a feast or famine match at the uh, Halloween show where the winner gets number 29 and the loser has to start at number two. Since it's a Halloween show, maybe the uh, winner should get number 31. Or maybe 13. Yes. Maybe we have a casket match to determine the feast or famine casket match. Or even the casket match just determines who's number 13 in the. the there you go. <laughs> um, what, uh, what stood out to you uh, at High Octane? Uh, did, did anything really catch your eye? Did, was there any. Uh, performances that stood out to you? Uh, yeah, without a doubt. And I, there was a couple other people who came up and felt that it's the best that they've ever seen him look ever was clutch in his match with Ice Williams. You know, fire, the intensity, you know, sometimes when you don't get what you want, it, it kind of brings you down a notch. And, right. you, know, you know, clutch has been wanting – the opportunity to wrestle Kenny King for a long time. And 
Not that it's really a downgrade, but Kenny King has been, you know, doing it for 25 years almost. And, you know, but the consolation prize was the FSW Heavyweight Championship. So, you know, if you weigh the options, you know, you're the heavyweight champion, you can probably call out your match for Kenny King. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, you know, and all the credit in the world goes to Ice Williams because, you know, this is the second school show, FSW Arena show, that Ice has defended the title because at the last show, uh, it was Survival of the Fittest, the last casino show. So it was a five-on-five, five and he came up strong there. But right. his one-on-one match with Hero Lou coming off their triple threat match I thought was also tremendous. So, you know, yeah, you're going to give Clutch all the credit putting on a great performance and looking the best I've seen in a long time. But you also got to give Ice Williams. He was in there also. And that's two big-time heavyweight championship matches that they were worthy of being a casino show main event. That's how good they were. And... You know, it's disappointing that at the arena show, you know, you're going to have less people. But this one in particular had, you know, was was a bit lighter than we definitely would have uh, hoped for. So, you know, we'll see what's going on moving forwards. You know, we got the Rumble show at Luck of the Draw. We got a Halloween show that's usually very well received. You know, we have fans dress up. We have a lot of our inexperienced students who've never had matches will get an opportunity to be in the Battle Royal. Uh, So that'll be their first time stepping foot in the ring in front of an audience. So, you know, we got a lot to go through. And, you know, I also want to talk about when you say, Hey, what stood out the most? Well, I had Fresco on commentary for a few matches. So at that time, I'm in the back. So I'm not paying as much attention as I'd like. So I kind of have to look at it later. But uh, from what I hear, Hero Lou and Leo Canito was uh, very good. Uh, I think we have a, a, a good new talent in Leo. I think he is you know, proved himself quite well. Uh, You know, Tito Escondido was the guy who vouched for him. Jordan Cruz, who worked with him in San Diego, all have really good things to say. Uh, Chris Bay was helping put together that match and just discussing things and, and, you know, being the newer guy, he didn't know Leo. And he said, yeah, very humble, Uh, you know, paid attention, listened, to what we were looking for in the dynamic. Uh, so that was that was good. Uh, Viva, once again, look, came out strong uh, in her match. And, you know, obviously after the match, uh, some shenanigans happened with uh, Maserati and Rochelle Riveter, who have to go back and listen. That was the first time in the history of FSW that we had an all-female. I took the step aside, but I didn't realize because the setup wasn't set for the three microphones that we have back there. So, 
You know, right. I'm not sure why that was that way, but uh, Maz told me how great she did. So, you know, I can't deny, you know, her because she's never been one to tell, tell a lie. <laughs> but I definitely have to uh, check out the uh, all-female commentary, which, you know, hey, uh, when we do the Future Legends women's tournament, yeah. maybe uh, that's where to go, you know. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a bad idea. Um, it's, it's not something that, uh, off the top of my head, I don't know of anybody that's currently doing it. So uh, we're trendsetters, bro. We're trendsetters. Yeah. yeah. And Hey, who knows? Uh, you know, look at all the people who have gone on to work in some capacity in one of the major promotions. Um, <laughs> FSW sending the first female broadcaster, uh, you know, play-by-play. Uh, play. Well, I guess not the first. I guess Renee did it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see. Well, that. I know, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Mike Bailey's wife, she does it for GCW. For GCW, right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm talking major company here, Joe. Come on. Oh, what do you mean? They're bigger than impact. They probably had more fans attend their shows in the year 2023 than anybody. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, they also run 20 shows a month, but you still got to have people there. You know, if you have 200 people a show, you're not drawing very much, but you know, when you're getting 600, 1,000, 1,200, 700, you know, that adds up, you know. Yeah. AEW, what do they run? You know, four times a month, six times a month. And they and they draw 200 a show, so. And some of them, for sure. Um, it, you know, and, and you just mentioned too about the the crowd being a little lighter at high octane. Um, when you look at that, when you look at it on a big level, when you look at it on a a, a, a micro level as well or macro level, uh, what is the key for companies to rejuvenate attendance? Because it, there's always going to be an ebb and flow, but you know, it's just, it's such a weird thing how, you know, at one point stuff is hot and the other point stuff is cold. How do you deal with that? How do you rejuvenate a fan base? Is it all, you know, just kind of based on the storyline, the excitement, um, getting, you know, getting a buzz? Because um, BCW has been great at getting the buzz. You know, well, uh, the, the way GCW does it is they have built themselves a fan base. So if they ran 22 shows a month at the showboat in Atlantic City, I'm not sure they're going to get you know, 700, 800 people. Right. Show. They, they won't. But when you come to Vegas once or twice a year, it's it means something you know oh they go to la a lot yeah four times a year right 
You know, they're going to Japan. Okay, they're going to do a tour. A lot of times it's once a year. They're going to go to Mexico. They're going to partner up with people. You know, and when it comes to us, you know, if I had hair, I'd pull it out. You know what I mean? It's like I'm starting to not really know why. Like, you know, you can make excuses. You can say, well, this, and, and it could be that. But it's there, there's really no rhyme or reason. Because I'm pretty hands-on, and I deal with our regulars all the time. Sure. And it's like, sure. hey, you guys coming, blah, blah, blah. You know, you send the, the Facebook message. Hey, here's the show. Hey, somebody I hadn't seen in a little while. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. You know, I already seen the buzz, a couple people talking about their Halloween costumes, and they always look forward to the FSW Halloween show. Well, you know, some of them, most of them all have Fight Plus. So, hey, you know what? There's the Golden Knights game. Hey, there's this. It's Sunday football. Whatever it is, now now you don't have to come to the FSW show to see it. Now you just flip on the TV. But if you don't, but if you don't come, if you don't come to see it, then you don't get a chance to see live personalities and amazing talent like this man right here, Danny Limelight. What's going on, Miente? How you doing? Doing good, man. Nice to see you. Uh see you, Matt. Joe, what's up, Joe? Well, I'm doing good outside. I see you chilling. How is it in LA? You know, I'm in beautiful LA. I'm enjoying the weather. What I'm not enjoying is this. What's this? A, a, a Miami Dolphins jersey you wearing right now? Dolphin jersey, Ricky Williams. Uh, listen, if I had hair yes. right now, I'd be pulling it out for you wearing that stupid thing on this radio. <laughs> well, well, it ain't a radio. It's a podcast, genius. Whatever. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, Joe's been kind of talking about, uh, you know, what just happened at High Octane and uh, you. What just happened? What just happened at High Octane? You just made one of the, I think, the ballsiest, most uh, unbelievably. um, Stupid you said to me earlier. (laughs) Stupid. I think this is the only man who could go in number one and take out 30 people. Listen, you're saying it's stupid because you don't grasp the concept of my point, the message that I'm trying to leave. You see, being the face of FSW, being the future FSW heavyweight champion, it goes more than just walking around with a championship belt around my waist. It's about leaving a message. It's about proving. It's about showing everybody else who's going to enter this rumble at whatever position the luck of the draw is that they get. And showing that it doesn't matter if you come in number 29, 28, number 30, number 15, number 17, number 12. It doesn't matter because I'm coming in number one because I'm number one. Which means at the end of the day, everybody has to see my face. So at the end of it, when I win, when I become FSW heavyweight champion, no one can question it because they all came through and seen Bobby. He's got That's a point, the point I'm trying to leave. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's not about I, I could have easily said I want to be number 30 and come in last when everybody's tired and worn out and slim pickings for Poppy. But I'd rather come in at number one, smack the shit out of everybody else that comes out. Hell, Joe DeFalco, I'm hoping that you enter the rumble this year so I can smack you and throw you over the top. Honestly, because the fact that I even have to go through this rumble to get a shot at the title is, is, is blasphemy to me. I should have been... 
I should have been facing ice at this rumble. I should have been facing ice last week at high octane if I knew we were just giving out shots to anybody. I mean, although I will say Clutch and Ice had an awesome match, Ice is still the coldest champion on the planet as of right now. But the fact that I got to get my hands dirty in this rumble, if I'm going to get my hands dirty, I might as well get them all the way dirty and whoop everybody's ass. That's how I look at it. I wouldn't expect you to understand that, Mike. Matt, Michael, Michaels. I understand. I I think Vegas Bad Boys podcast. How long have you been doing this podcast for, Matt? Uh, long long enough to remember when Joe had hair, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, so for a decent amount of time, right, Matt? Sure. So you would say that you are the face of the Vegas Bad Boys podcast. This is your this is your thing. Sure. Okay. So how would you feel? Okay. Joe DeFalco all of a sudden started saying he's the face of the Vegas Bad Boys podcast, but ain't putting in no work. To show that he's the face of the podcast, you out here doing all the the, the streaming, all the planning, putting everything together, making it a staple of Vegas sports entertainment for the last however many years you've been doing it. Because Joe had hair, so about forty-seven years ago, I, I apparently. But you, you've, 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 you've been here week after week, continuously promoting FSW. Promoting what's happening on the wrestling scene in Vegas and everything else that includes what the Vegas Bad Boys podcast talks about, right? And nobody can question what you do because you show up every week, right? I've been showing up every week and I still didn't get a shot at the FSW Heavyweight Championship. I want to know why. I want to know why, Joe. Why? Oh, I'm not to answer. Yeah, well, it was oh. a rhetorical question. Well, we had survival of the fittest. Pool you should put on your head, then that would be rhetorical. But Let, let's let okay. I'll, I'll I'll answer. We will start in June. We had the anniversary show. You were the No Limits champion. That's right, the No Limits poppy. Uh, you were you were entangled with Bodie, and that was June. We didn't have another pay per view till September. And by the way, you lost in June. Now in September, Why are you talking about old shit, Joe? We had a casino show, but we were doing a, a survival of the fittest, and it ended up being a five on five, and didn't defend the title mm. oh this is the next casino show from the anniversary where ice is defending the championship in a casino show i know i know you're a big time player you know you don't want to give away the monster main event at monday night raw or smackdown right you want it to be seen by the masses so when you have a guy like Danny Limelight, you got a guy like Hammerstone, you got a Chris Bay who's entering the Rumble, you got a Shogun, you got a hero. Now, this becomes a marquee, marquee matchup. This Rumble is going to be stacked with people who have been champions, not only in FSW, but any promotions that they've been a part of. So to do it in front of 150 people at the, at the FSW arena doesn't make sense financially when we can have 500, 700, 900 people watching it at the Hefe Event Center okay. or the Hefe Event Center. Well, so- if you have 500, 700, 900 people there to see Bobby throw everybody over the top, and I'm, I'm going to come back to the Hammerstone comments you made, by the way, because... I ain't forget about Hammerstone, who 
By the way, has Hammerstone ever beat anybody in FSW with a small package? No, he picks them up and puts them down for the nightmare pendulum, right? He got lucky. He couldn't beat me. He couldn't beat me. And now Chris Bay wants to walk out there this past weekend saying he's going to unify the, the Mecca Grand Champion and the FSW Heavyweight Champion. Hey, Chris, listen up, Chris. I'm familiar with your game. I respect you, Chris. I respect you as a competitor, as an athlete. But sit your ass down. You're not about to unify nothing, not as long as I'm in the ring. Not as long as I'm in the ring. I mean, don't want to call Ace Austin up, tell him to come give you a helping hand if that's your plan. And you mentioned Shogun, you mentioned Hero. These guys have been dancing around like two lovebirds for the last six months. And, and, and quite frankly, I mean, Hero beat Shogun a few weeks back, didn't he? He did. He did, right? So, I mean, Shogun might have to go uh, fucking figure something out. Might want to go see therapy, go see a counselor, talk about his breakup with Hero, how Hero's been whooping his ass, filed for domestic violence. I don't know what he got to do. Hero, on the other hand, he's he's been a, he's been on this like monster tear, this monster, this, this this new this new hero. Him and MK got some new shit going on, you know, and and, and he, he's he's probably some of people's favorites to win this rumble. You know, he's riding a ton of momentum. I mean, anytime you have Hammerstone in any kind of, he's a favorite to win, and that's okay. Because there's nobody saying Danny Limelight's the favorite to win. Hell, Danny Limelight's coming in at number one. He has no chance to survive 29. And he's an underdog. You're an underdog right now at number one. Underrated and overhated is like I like to say. Underrated and overhated. And we're doing this in Vegas, and I'm a gambling man. Scam money don't make no money, Joe. So if I enter at number one, that means the odds are stacked against me, which means when I win... And after I bet on myself, Matt, I suggest you bet on me too, Matt. It's going to be good for your pockets. Go to one of the Vegas casinos, bet on FSW, Danny Limelight to enter at number one and win the Rumble. Now the odds are stacked against you. So when you win, you get way more money out of the process. Well, you know, one of the things that is, I think, undeniable is that, you know, outside of FSW, you've made a name for yourself and you've been a champion currently for over 200 some odd days, right? Yeah, over 300 days. 300 days now. You know, I was the FSW Women's Champion this year for six months. Currently, 300 plus days the United States Champion. You know, I've been tag champion at MLW. I've won championships in Puerto Rico. And all the other little companies out there in the world that I've been to, I've won championships as well. But the one championship that I haven't won is the FSW Heavyweight Championship. That's the only championship on my mind right now. Is how do I get Selena? Matt, how do I get to Selena? By throwing 29 other people over the top rope and then getting ice cream at the end of the night. That's how it happens. Spoiler alert. Joe, have have you have you been avoiding Danny getting this match? Of course. He doesn't want me to be the face of the company. The first thing that I want to do is about right here as I lay up on my bed, I'm going to take a picture just like this. And new pop. Wow, right there. You don't want that. He's not gonna have to deal with my shit. He's not gonna have to put more money in my pocket. I know Joe. He does not want me as the face of his company. He'd rather work with, with, with the ice cream or a hammer stone or his favorite golden boy Chris Bay. 
We don't want to deal with this. No one wants to deal with this. But I'm money. Everybody knows. Yep. Well, you know, as we've seen throughout the years, the way people seem to motivate themselves is by believing that the odds are stacked against them. Whatever is necessary to get somebody to the next level, I've given Danny Limelight great opportunities. He wanted Hammerstone. Now, whether Hammerstone won by the Nightmare Pendulum or Hammerstone won by a roll-up, Hammerstone still won. So you can argue, was was it a great match back and forth? Could either of guy won? Absolutely. Is Danny Limelight on the, on the short list of guys who we think would be capable uh, and be heavyweight champion? Absolutely. So where he gets, I don't want, you know, most people already know that by far, I'm definitely not a fan of the faction. So, you know, whether it's a Chris Bay. No, you should be a fan of the faction. They've been drawing people and putting money in your pockets for the last however long Slice has been sh- Ice has been champion. You understand? You well, should I'm, I'm talking about their politics. Uh, the way the match was, you know, Clutch could be the heavyweight champion. It would have shocked the world. But going in, I thought he didn't have – I didn't think he had a shot, but as the match progressed, I was like, wow. Yeah, you know? Clutch showed a different kind of intensity, a different kind of purpose, You, I would say, this time around. He showed people he has something inside him that's been hiding deep down there somewhere. But it wasn't enough because, you see, Ice is smart. The faction, they they at one point had all the gold, all the gold. And, and with the addition of Kenny King, that's a genius move. You have a dominating faction who's dominated FSW since, what, three years ago, since 2020? Nice Williams beat you at the anniversary show. And, and, and it was shitty tactics at the anniversary show. But I learned something. In this game, it's not about being liked by everybody. In this game, it's not about being well-received by everybody. This game's about winning championships passing checks, and becoming a star. Nothing else matters. I remember Hammerstein said something in his promo. He said, I'm in this for the wrong reasons. He said, Danny Limelight is in wrestling for the money, for the girls, for the partying. And he's absolutely right. Like, he's absolutely right. But all that comes with success. You get the money, the parties, the girls. I got to do X, Y, Z. So I'm going to do X, Y, Z because I've already done A, B, C, and every other alphabetical letter. Get there. Become champion. And and, 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 I, and, I, and and I know you don't like me, Joe. I know Jake from commentary don't like me. I got Spider in the back still icing his jaw probably. And every other FSW roster member, they hate Danny Lama. This guy's not even from Vegas. He'd be Vegas champion. How can he be the face of this company? He's not even from here. The answer is simple. Because I'm that damn good, Joe. Never denied that fact. So, you know, but we have a lot of extremely talented wrestlers in FSW. And that and that's the reason why Danny Limelight wanted to come to FSW. Yes, he, 100%. 
go against the best. Steel sharp and steel. I, I would know, not deny that. But your and best, show. let's look at your best. I've already beat J.A.Y. Beat Jordan Cruz. I've smacked Bodie around for months. Who else have I beat? Beat a bunch of your guys. The only person that's a loot. I have never been in the ring with Chris Bay. You beat Vandergriff. Another, another. Vandergriff for the championship. Okay. Yo, Chris Bay. I Hammerstone may have got the best of me. But when it comes to the best that you have to offer, I've already beat them. There's a couple of guys left. Whoever's holding the FSW Heavyweight Championship by the end of the night. Hammerstone, Chris Bay. Shogun. Shogun. Hero. That's five right there. Coming up, victory against Damian Drake. Damian Drake smacked him around. Sent his ass back to the upside down. He think he's running around thinking he's uh fucking Madonna these days with the 80s. Jacket. Back to the future, but he's in Back to the Future. Yeah, well, he needs to take his ass back to the present and wake up. This is a game, Joe. FSW, future stars of wrestling. How many people have came from that company? Cross, Ricker, Sefa, Sefa, Zoe Stark, Chris Bay, Jay Vidal. Their faces are all on the wall. You don't think I want my face? The only non-FSW trained guy, the only guy that's not spent any time in that ring training, somebody that's not gone through your academy to have their face on that wall, of course I do. That cements the, the legacy of what Danny Limelight is to FSW. I know I got to beat Ice. I know I got to beat Chris Bay. I got to beat Hammerstone. I got to beat your guys, Joe. Shit, you can bring Brian Cage back. I'll smack his big ass around too. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get my hands on Selena. That's it. I know you know what what it is. I know you know how good I am. If I wasn't good, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you right now. You wouldn't be giving me the time of day, Joe. Time is money for me. I know how this works. You know, Joe. One of the I think most interesting things about Danny is that he's very smart. Because he's tactical. This is an ex-military man. And I think he sees things that you might not see. And I think he sees things that opponents might not see. How does it balance out for you when you have someone as smart as he is entering number one at this rumble? Does this really kind of changed the balance of you know what can be done because a lot of guys just come into this and their goal is just to throw people over but you know danny is definitely thinking on a different level well the thing is we get 30 men in the 30 30 participants in the rumble could be could be a female or two in there but the bottom line is there's a lot of younger guys in it there's there's guys who if they shocked the world, they would win and nobody would expect them. But there's going to probably be close to 10 to 12 participants that you can legitimately look like, look at and say, he, he's a threat to win it. You know, I, I just recently, I, you know, I forgot about Vandegrift. Graves is supposed to be in it. Ex-heavyweight champion. Shogun, hero, limelight. And Chris Bay, 
And there's rumors MK's talking about bringing Sam Adonis in for the Rumble. So it is going to be loaded. Now, the key is usually drawing a good number. Danny didn't draw a good number. He picked number one. And the one thing is, if he does win, well, you got to give him all the credit in the world because he is going to have to get by, you know, the the top 10 heavyweights in FSW because they're all going to be there. And he would have to get through every single one of them just to get the opportunity to wrestle for the heavyweight championship. So when you talk about tactical, yeah, because you have to talk about him in a different breath of, hey, he started at one and holy shit, you know, Bay was there, Hammerstone was there, Hero was there, Shogun was there, Vandegrift was there, Graves was there, Sam Adonis was there, Juicy was there, Toa was there, you know, whatever it is, he's going through them. Big Fonz is there. Koa's there. You know, there, there's going to be some big boys in the match. Yeah. BBC going to be there? Who's that? The BBC. Uh, they will be there. So you're talking about a group. Oh, Brittany Brooks going to be in the Rumble? Got smack her around the ring? Who's that, Brittany Brooks? Yeah. She will not be. She will be in, I can announce now, she will be in the triple threat women's championship match between herself Rochelle Riveter and Viva Van. Wow, what a match! So Viva, Viva's been Viva's been dominating for years, months. How long she's been champion? She's been a champion over a year in FSW, and she has beaten everybody and some twice. So, not much left on the circuit for her. Yeah, I mean, could could theoretically, if, uh, <laughs> if Limelight wanted, if he won the Rumble, could he cash in on Viva? He cannot, but Viva could choose to enter the Rumble, win, and then take on Ice Williams in the main event. Oh, okay. Defending the title. We saw it last year with Vandegrift. Vandegrift defended the No Limits title, won the Rumble, and almost beat Hammerstone in the main event. So, I mean, Danny, if uh, you get that chance, you beat – Ice Williams, what does that mean to you in terms of are you going to be able to spend more time in Vegas? Are you going to be able to shine the light on, you know, this city and, you know, being the champion of this city and, and kind of uh, highlighted around the country when you're going around, uh, you know, letting people know that you are the champion of Las Vegas, man. Well, you see, uh, well, first, I'd be getting my lick back on Ice Williams, who cheated to beat me a couple years back for the No Limits Championship. Um, I'd be dethroning the coldest champion on the planet, him and all his little faction boys. Um, but like you said, I'd be carrying the flag of FSW. You know, I'd be the flag bearer for the company. And, and what that means is I'm the man in Vegas. You come to Vegas, you got to see Poppy. I've already been coming out there. I've been, you know, I felt like since I came back in September after taking three months off after after my uh, upsetting loss, a little Bodie's punk ass. Um, which, by the way, 
this uh, future legend Brat Pack, the three of these kids playing around all over nationwide now at this point, collecting championships everywhere, doing their thing. But you know, after Bodie got lucky and beat me, you know, it, 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 it took some time for me to sit back and really figure out what I wanted from FSW. I could have came back in, talked to Joe Axe for my rematch clause. Hey, I didn't come from this long, had this main defenses. Let me get my rematch, you know. But I, I thought about what it is that I wanted. And I said, I'm bigger than No Limits. I'm bigger than Nevada State. I'm bigger than than uh, tag team goals. I have plenty of tag team partners that went down that path, but I thought to myself, what do I really want? What I want is to be the man. Everybody look at me and say, we let this motherfucker come into our home and rob the house. And that's what it is to do in Vegas. You go to Vegas, you want to rob the house. You want to hit the slots, you want to hit the casino tables, blackjack, you know, rush them, whatever the fucking roulette game is that they play with the thing. I don't know. And I'm more of a blackjack kind of guy. You got craps. You go in there, you, your main purpose is to bet it all on yourself and walk out with the top prize, whatever dollar value that may be in your eyes. The top prize the FSW, the FSW Heavyweight Championship. Which I tested for a reason. I told Joe, I told everybody that's tuning in, I'm going to do anything to get my hands on that belt. Then I'm going to carry it around with the defender against whoever wants to step up. This day, you try to come unify that shit in my face. The uh, hammer's going to come back. If you can bring Matt Banning to try to cash in his little cow in the case, whatever. The same thing that Braxton used. No limits champion. Matt can try to come bring that shit my way. I'll be ready for him. You know, you can bring some of your alumni back. You can call Brian Gray, Matt Gray, whoever you want to do. Welcome to FSW Roy. Step into the big standing line, Mike. I'm going to put them down, put them to sleep, one way or another. Then I'm going to take the championship everywhere I go. Airports, hotels. Now, I might pull up, buy out of the invite all the big girls that I know in the family. And party with them. With nothing but the championship on. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. All I know is that when I become FSW Heavyweight Champion, nobody knows. Yo, if uh, if he wins the championship, will you throw him a uh, Golden Knights type parade? Uh, we should. We should do that. We should do a celebration in the ring. I'll invite all the girls I know. We'll come out. I'll bring Tennessee. We'll set the ring up real nice with balloons and have everybody come down and kiss the ring. Uh, call my guy Omar up at the uh, Silver Knights and we'll uh, get the suite. Like we had, like like when Ice was there, you know, shoot him on the TV and have an FSW heavyweight champion, Danny Limelight. That's that's right. the way to go. That's the way to go. Is is there, uh, Danny? Is there any? As we we kind of, uh, you know, we're gonna wrap up here in a little bit. Is there anything that uh, you haven't said? to some of these guys that you would like to say so that they know that when they step in the ring, it's not going to be just a, a cakewalk. Uh, it's going to be a battle and uh, you're looking to uh, make sure that these guys are taken care of so you can get what you want. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think I, I've done a lot of talking. That's what I do. They say talk is cheap. Every word that comes out my mouth, I charge. 
my talk isn't cheap my talk is money my mouth is money my mouth is money like all these hookers and prostitutes on the vegas strip out there their mouth is money my mouth is money not in the same sense my mouth is that when i talk people listen it matters so everybody that's listening right now, all the FSW superstars, all the FSW fans that hate me, that boo me, that call me Danny No Nuts and say I'm no one spoppy, whatever they want to say, all these people, all right? The only thing left that I have to say is you better be there the 29th of October for the FSW Luck of the Draw Rumble. No, that's November 19th, the 29th the Halloween show. November 19th. I look, I, I have so many dates lined up at FSW. I don't even know what's what anymore. I'm gonna show up. I'll be there the 29th. I ain't gonna wear no Halloween costume because I ain't no joke. But I'll be there October 29th and I'll be at the Rumble November 19th. And I'm gonna I, I heard you were gonna dress it. I, I heard you were gonna dress ring. I could stand in the ring October 29th and stay in that ring all the way to the ring gets transported to the venue where I'm going to be number one at, and I can sit in the middle of the ring right there from October 29th all the way to November 19th. That's like 20 days. And still, no one's going to be able to throw me over the top. I heard a rumor at the Halloween show you were going to dress up like Gino Rivera. Is that true? <laughs> it was a rumor. I'm just, you know, just trying to get this factual information to everybody. Joe, I might dress up like you. At this, at this Spider, Spider did that last year, so Spider got gonna dress up like somebody with a fucking tooth. Get, get him a little dentist thing wrapped around his jaw. The way he's gonna be looking after I punched him in the face the other week. But look, I'm not dressing up as nothing. I'm gonna dress up as a champion. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna walk into the ring dressed in my gear that I spent so much money on to look so damn good, and that's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the future FSW heavyweight champion for the Halloween Rumble show. And then I'm going to walk in November 19th to the Rumble at number one and walk out the FSW heavyweight champion. Bottom line. And, uh, well, there we have it. Uh, so people know at the Halloween show, Danny Lai will be there too. I will be there. Get your tickets now. And for anybody that comes dressed as Danny Limelight. Free 8 by 10 autographed. Nothing's free with Poppy. Sorry, Joe. Just checking. Anybody that comes dressed as Danny Limelight to the FSW heavyweight fucking, fucking Halloween. I'm, anybody that comes dressed as me to the Halloween show, uh, Joe, Joe's, gonna, Joe's got something special for them. They get a 10% discount to the Rumble. Yeah, ten percent. No, yeah, that we can do that. <laughs> All right, Danny, we're gonna we're gonna let you go because I know your time is valuable, um, and I know that you've got a lot of projects you're also working on out there in Hollywood. So, um, you know, keep up the good work. Uh, keep up the uh, on a personal note, being a a SAG actor. Um, you know, keep up the fight for. Uh, for our, yeah, uh, I gotta, 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 gotta hit the picket lines this week. Um, next week, October 26th, the red carpet premiere of Get the Girl in Los Angeles. Film my man. Um, I have a new film out right now, like that premiere last month in, in LA. It's called Dark Acid, streaming on Amazon Prime. We got this film, Get the Girl, coming out next week. And uh, yeah, got some shit going on. I'm shooting some shooting a film this weekend too. So we'll see. So, spoiler alert do you get the girl? Uh, 
I'm uh, I'm playing one of the bad guys in this film. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it stars uh, Chris, uh, CJ, Alex, uh, Kayla, uh, Kayla, Eva, um, Johnny Young Bosch, the, one of the OG Black Power Rangers, is in the film. Dan Southward, one of the legends from back in the day, is in the film. Um, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, the trailer's out now, and um, yeah, I got a pretty sick fight scene in this film, so I'm excited for everybody to see it. Nice. All right, man. Uh, we appreciate your time, and uh, you know, we'll see you here uh, for the Halloween show on the 29th, man. Yes, sir. Joe, with the mic, with the mic in hand, with the mic in hand, mic in my hand. Yes, I feel sorry for whoever gets in the ring with me that day. That's my last message that I'm going to send to everybody before the rumble. There you go. All right, Danny, take care of yourself. We'll see you guys 29. Uh, Joe, any final thoughts about what Danny had to say? Well, you know, wait, when you see people come to FSW uh, early on, we always talked about Sean Ricker, L.A. Knight, that their presence exuded what they were just doing, per se, in the wrestling ring in a match. And the first day we saw him, we're like, man, this guy's going to make it. And in baseball, there's a term, they call him the five-tool player. He can hit for power. He can play defense. He can run. He could throw. He could hit for average. He's got all the tools. And in wrestling, if somebody has three, three or four of those tools, you're like, wow, this guy's got the shot. And, you know, without a doubt, Danny can work. Danny can talk. You know, he, he can do what's necessary. He can, he can work matches. He, he, he's a good wrestler. He's got character. He, he knows how to engage with the crowd. They can get behind him. And whether they like him or don't like him, they still want to see him on the show. I always thought it was kind of weird when we had LA Knight and he would cut a promo as a heel and the crowd would be on him, but they were so respectful that they would want to hear what he has to say. Like they hate limelight and they want to see the other guy beat his ass like Bodie, but they also want to hear what he has to say because he, he's deadly serious. He's funny. He, he puts, he's the total package when it comes to somebody working on the microphone. And the hardest thing for someone to do is come to FSW from out of state, traveling in and trying to get himself over. And, you know, Danny's in a little better position because, you know, some people kind of saw him in AEW Dark and having a match with Kenny Omega and MLW and had a cup of coffee on Impact and, and whatever it is. But the bottom line is when you know somebody is the real deal, you're going to pay attention. And without a doubt, Danny Limelight's the real deal. And we're lucky that he has a passion 
for wrestling and he feels FSW is a, is a great promotion that he wants to be a part of. So he's willing to work and make it happen while in some cases, and it's not anybody else's fault that they want a certain way of being taken care of, whether financially or whatever it is to make sure that they get what they want and maybe are not as flexible and Danny's flexible. And as you see, you know, he made the last show he's making the next show. He's not just waiting around hoping for a shot at the casino show. Cause maybe the pay's better. Now nah, he he's an FSW guy and yeah. we talk about FSW guys and like Hammerstone's an FSW guy. To me, he's a local Danny's a local because he's on all the shows. And when somebody of that stature, you know, shows you respect, you appreciate what you're doing. You know, I do this for the love of the game and having some of these higher end talents just want to be a part of our show makes me feel good because I'm the one who books the shows and I put everything together. So, sure. you know, I, I'm, I'm none for an ego thing. I think I know what I do well, and I think I, do, I know what I don't do well. And I try to emphasize, same thing in the wrestlers, you want to accentuate the strengths and hide the weaknesses. And there's not a lot of weaknesses in Danny Limelight, so there's a lot of strengths you can accentuate, which makes it easier for example, this past week, we put a guy like RBJ, who's young and experienced in there, to give him an opportunity. Right. But because who Limelight is, some people could look at a situation where it's like, ah, oh, this kid's a rookie against this guy. Yeah, who cares? He's going to beat his ass. But the fact that it's Danny, people are now getting behind an RBJ who's starting to get a little bit of a following in their matchup just because they want somebody to shut Danny Limelight's mouth. Yeah. So you can't beat that. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, we got uh, like a, about a month, right. Until the, uh, the big, yeah, month one, month month, one month away. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what transpires uh, here on the 29th. Um, and uh, what he has to say, and who, if, if someone steps up to uh, to give him a battle here, uh, and uh, then what happens in the rumble, um, and uh, you know, when you think about all the talented people who've, who've come through, one thing that sticks out to him uh, to me about Danny is that um, every time that he goes out there and he says anything. He tends to back it up with a hundred percent effort, and uh, even if the outcome isn't what tends to be what he thought it would be, or you know, uh, it, it's just not you know he comes up short like he did against Hammerstone. Um, he puts out that effort, and it is some of the more entertaining you know matches and some of the more entertaining uh talking you'll ever see and um you know it, it just elevates the other uh performers as well and i think that's an amazing 
talent that he brings to FSW. Well, you know, if you want to say let's go behind the curtain a little bit, let's go behind the curtain a little bit. Danny Limelight, I talked to him and I said I had an idea uh, with uh, him and Bodie that yeah. I thought could, you know, work some magic and, and really help Bodie wrestling a guy uh, of that stature. And in this business, there's so much ego-driven reasons for why people can't do something, won't do something, choose not to do something. You know, there's the, the fable of, hey, I can't put somebody over because of the company. And sometimes it's real, and sometimes it's a way of getting out of doing things you don't want to do. And, you know, as you said, Danny has the United Wrestling Championship. He's their main guy, 300 days. He could be kind of picky on what he wants to do. And, you know, I talked to him about Bodie, and he enhanced it tenfold. You know, yeah. Bodie's mom got involved, and, you know, Danny brought his daughter that day. That wasn't like, hey, let's let's work this angle with your you know, 10, 12 year old daughter, you know, he came in and, you know, he worked with her, got her involved. And it was the, the high point of the anniversary show, even though it was, you know, the third or fourth most important thing that you think was happening on the show. And after the show was over, the one thing they talked about the most, everybody, was Danny Limelight's daughter and him and Bodie. So he embraced what I had and probably helped make it better and didn't let his ego get in the way of, oh, this is a young kid. I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And, you know, I'm not going to look weak in any way. Because in this business, that is an issue at times. When you want to do stuff, you know, why on the indie shows, you don't see a guy driving from Arizona wrestling a match and get beat in five seconds because you feel bad. You don't want, oh, he came all the way out here, you know, let him let him work. And it's like, you know, sometimes storylines. You want certain things to happen, but you got to have both parties willing to do so. And that's what makes somebody a true professional. And, you know, I've seen it through the years. I see it with the younger kids now. Taking opportunities elsewhere, acting as if our opportunity didn't mean anything. Sure. Well, I'm only going to be a ref here, so I'm just going to tell the Arizona guys that I'm free, even though I know I'm the referee on the show because I'm the one who asked about being a referee and Joe put me in, but now I'm just going to blow him off the day of the show and tell him, Oh, sorry. It was late notice, but I got an opportunity to go wrestle somewhere where we knew about the other show. And the post specifically said, Hey, you know, make sure with Joe that you're not expected to do anything at our show. Well, he, he knew he was and, now the question becomes how severe the punishment is. Sure. Because, you know, I made Wolfgang and I made Dom aware 
that the person who's driving down to work a match just fucking shit all over me who gave him his opportunity to not only ref, but also gave him a recent opportunity to wrestle his first match. So, and after that first match, I wouldn't highly recommend him. If somebody asked me, Hey, we need a guy. Is he good enough? I'd be like, no, not really. So, you know, the key is using FSW's names. Great. But, you know, don't use me to jump past everything and then come back and act like it's all okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry means a lot. Well, on that note, um, again, the uh, next show coming up is on the 29th. It's the Halloween show. The, uh, the FSW Arena, uh, 7 o'clock start time on that one? No, uh, being that it's a Sunday, but it's Halloween, we're going to do the six o'clock start on that one. Uh, the main event is going to be for the tag team championships. It's going to be Royce and Jarrell, the former one percent, taking on uh, Devin Reno and class, the self proclaimed real one percent. So that will be the main event. We have the Halloween gimmick battle royal. We have Danny Limelight. Uh, Bateman will be returning. Uh, uh, last time we saw him at a Halloween show was in a casket match against Cross. Yeah. He will be there. Uh, yours and everybody's new favorite tag team, the Poe Boys, Jimmy Jack and Chase Bell. They will be in action. Uh, taking on the Killer D's, Davion and Demir. Well, there you go. That's, that's, so, it's an interesting uh, match, yeah. Yes. Uh, Rochelle Riveter and Maserati will be in tag team action. Maybe they'll defend one of their uh, other belts from another company. Yeah, you got to get those uh, tag team uh, women titles. Uh, yeah, because not, nothing better than makeshifting uh, eight tag teams for an eight-team tournament. Sorry. Seven tag teams for an 18 Rochelle oh, are the only tag team women. Oh, man. Um, but, again, that's coming up on the 29th at the FSW Arena. Uh, and, again, uh, if you have Fight Plus TV and you're not in town or can't make it out, you can check it out on Fight Plus. Uh, until next week, everyone, uh, take care. Have a great week, and we'll see you guys then. <laughs>